Spider-Man is out of the MCU, Telltale Games is back in to existence, PlayStation All-Stars is getting a sequel, all this and so much more coming up on actually no that that's about it that just this Marvel and Sony released their first collaborative movie with Spider-Man now in the MCU with Captain America Civil War. This all happened because the Spider-Man movies, first of all, weren't doing all that. Actually, they were doing really good. Even The Amazing Spider-Man 2, uh, you know, despite, you know, what you may say about the quality, they financially were doing well. But people were thinking, hey, the quality's going down here, and plus, Sony was going down the tubes. Sony was going broke, and they really needed some help. Not just the movie market, not just the movie division, but apparently the overall Sony was starting to go downhill a little bit, and this is one of the things that they tried to do to turn their situation around a little bit, and that is they decided to work together with Marvel, sign some kind of contract where now Spider-Man can be in the MCU. It'll bolster Spider-Man for sure, and to some extent it will bolster the MCU because Spider-Man is one of the uh, most well-known popular superheroes out there. And in the MCU, we've gotten a series with Spider-Man that has been longer, that there's been more movies with Spider this Spider-Man than we've gotten with any previous Spider-Man. We've gotten five movies with Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Captain America Civil War, Spider-Man Homecoming, Infinity War Endgame, and now Spider-Man Far From Home. There's been five movies that all include this Spider-Man. That's more times on the big screen than any Spider-Man movie previously, any Spider-Man version of Spider-Man previously. But now the jig is up. Now this news technically kind of broke a few weeks back now, and, and the reason I didn't talk about it is because uh, even when the stuff started coming out, there was still like kind of talk that, you know what, this deal could still work out. There's potential, you know, they're still talking about this stuff. So this deal could work out. But now Sony and uh, Marvel, Sony and Disney have both like made statements about how, okay, you know, this has fallen through. Spider-Man is no longer going to be in the MCU. You know, the MCU is going to be fine moving forward. What is Sony going to do with Spider-Man moving forward? And Sony has said that they are going to move Spider-Man over to their villain Venom universe. You know, their Spider-Man list Spider-Universe? Well, now it's going to have a Spider-Man because they're going to move that Spider-Man over to the, uh, you know, Tom Hardy as Venom version of the Spider-Man universe, and they can no longer directly reference, uh, or, or at least directly, like, outright stay, state anything that has to do with the Marvel movies. You know, he can't talk about Iron Man anymore, uh, you know, you can't have Pepper Potts or Happy or any of these characters showing up again, and now it's gonna have to be completely cut off, completely separate, and it's gonna be 
weird moving forward. Man, this is a bummer. This is a sad day for Marvel fans, you know? This stinks, because even though this is, like, this, it was this unprecedented deal, and, and from the beginning, you know this isn't gonna last forever, you know? I mean, I, I knew this wasn't gonna last forever. I did hope that it would last longer than this. You know, I was really, I was hoping that we could at least get that initial trilogy out there, you know? I mean, yes, technically there's five movies, but there's only two movies that are Spider-Man-specific movies in the MCU, and I would have loved to see at least that trilogy of Spider-Man movies in the MCU, and then maybe we can move them out from there, you know? There's something about just three movies, that nice little number that makes things round out kind of nicely, you know? Uh, but... That's not what we get. We're getting cut off from Spider-Man in the MCU right here, and it's a bummer. They've said, you know, again, they said that they're going to continue with Tom Holland, and they're going to continue uh, in the other universe there that they created. Now, whether you technically want to count that as meaning, hey, you know what, all this other stuff is now in the MCU, or if they're going to explain away something, you know, he gets pulled through a wormhole or into an alternate dimension and so or something, and now that's how he's in this universe, you know, however they're going to explain that my guess is they're not really going to explain that and they're just going to go with it uh but however that goes it's going to be rough right i mean we we're going from two movies that aren't that are not just in the mcu they're heavily in the mcu right like they're very obviously in the mcu it's not like uh doctor strange if they said hey you know what doctor strange you know, we're spinning him out into his own thing, and he's not really gonna have anything to do with the the MCU. After his first movie, I mean, that would have worked because that had very little in, of any connections to the MCU. There was some little connections here and there, but there was no major connections to the MCU as a whole. These Spider-Man movies have been integrated so tightly into the MCU that coming out of it, I think it's gonna hurt... Sony. I think it's definitely going to hurt Sony. I mean, it's a bummer for Marvel, but it's definitely going to hurt Sony, in my opinion. The reason for the split is it's money, uh, which, I mean, I guess isn't really surprising, but from the sounds of it, uh, the Marvel wanted 25%. Originally, there was reports going around that they wanted 50%, uh, and then other reports came out and I said, no, they wanted 25%, uh, before they were getting 5%, which is, sounds really low, but I'm sure it was still a lot of money, but, uh, 25%, I guess, is what they were asking back, like, up to, and Sony didn't want to go that high, they're going their separate ways now, and, uh, this, this stinks, you know, I, I probably sound like a broken record at this point, saying it over and over, but I'm gonna say it again, this stinks, you know, this is, not how I wanted this deal to end, I guess. I, I guess I wanted, I guess I'm kind of fine with, you know, whenever the deal ended, them continuing in some way, but I guess if, I wish that they knew that the deal was ending, so that way they could cut it off in a cleaner way. Maybe you could have Spider-Man move away out of New York or something, which would, wouldn't really be right for Spider-Man, I guess, but, um, you know, you do something with Spider-Man to kind of take him out of the MCU a little bit, you know, because we know, oh, this is the last movie in the MCU, or, or something like that, you know, or, or have a concluding chapter with him in the MCU instead of kind of leaving it up in the air, uh, like he's in the MCU. Maybe because, all right, spoilers here, for Spider-Man Far From Home. Spoilers for Spider-Man Far From Home. If you haven't seen it, 
don't listen for the next little while here. Uh, so, in Spider-Man Far From Home, at the very end of the movie, so again, spoilers, uh, Spider-Man's identity gets revealed to the world. So maybe that causes him to go undercover or to move out somewhere, go somewhere else, and that's how... That's how they get rid of the MCU is that he he has to leave town or he has to go somewhere into hiding for a little while or something. Uh, I don't know. But then again, you might think, oh, if he has to go into hiding, wouldn't Tony Stark help him with that or something? You know, Tony Stark's dead now, but it wouldn't, you know, some of these heroes, friends help him with that maybe or something. But anyway, I mean, that's it's not going to be the case because it it can't be the case unfortunately i will say i am excited to see spider-man in with venom i, I i'm excited to see venom and spider-man teaming up or fighting or, or whatever is going to happen there whatever that relationship is going to be with those characters i'm excited to see that you know are we going to get a spider-man versus venom movie just straight up that would be awesome. I, I am all for that. I think we're getting a Venom 2 before then, at least, because Venom 2 is already in the pipeline. Uh, I mean, presumably the next Spider-Man's already in the pipeline, but they got to, you know, figure out how to get him out of the MCU. So get another Spider-Man movie out there, get that other Venom movie out there, and then let's have them cross over. You know, that's, that is exciting to me. And are they, are they working up to some kind of uh, you know, Marvel Knights kind of team up or Spider-Man kind of team up where, you know, you got Morbius, you got Venom, you got Spider-Man and, you know, maybe you can get some of these other characters in here that'll be a, a hero or a villain or something. If they're working up to that, I mean, obviously they're building out their own cinematic universe but if they're if they're building up to something like that, that makes me excited. It seems like it's almost too soon to... <laughs> to have Spider-Man in this universe, you know, because they they were like trying to build up this other cinematic universe kind of and then it's like, OK, this is their escape plan. They're just going to bump Spider-Man over into this universe whenever they're done with Marvel. You know that I mean, that that makes sense. Right. But it almost seems like it's too soon. We're only one movie into this other universe, which I mean, you know, again, with the connection of Spider-Man, will it technically be MCU canon? Will it just be some side weird thing? Is it going to be alternate universe canon, I guess, or something? I don't know. But anyway, regardless, they're building up their own separate side universe here. But they're only one movie in at this point. You know, Morbius is coming out next year. I'm looking forward to that. I'm excited for that. But we don't know how that's going to be received. We don't know how well that's going to do. Is it going to blow up like Venom did? Or that one could crash and burn, you know? And then... And then where do they go from there, you know? Do they, if they tied it into that universe, do they just not have him show up again? Do they double down and try to make more with him or have him be in team-ups or something? I, I don't know. I, I guess their their universe is not established enough that having Spider- like bumping Spider-Man into there now seems like the best of ideas necessarily. And, I mean, Marvel are the people that kind of saved you. They They... You know, they creatively made your movies better for the most part, I'd say. And uh, and financially, they'd made your movies better because now they're in the MCU. You know, was it that 25% better that that would have been worth it? I mean, obviously, they judged not, um, but I don't know. So ultimately... This stinks. Again, this stinks. I <laughs> am bummed that this happened. I, I was really hoping that we would get at least a few more. It doesn't feel like we've gotten as many with him as we had with some of the previous Spider-Mans. But again, that's because of some of the... That he was in several of the team-up movies, so he was in them uh, less, right? Um, but 
I, on the other hand, I'm still excited to see the future of Spider-Man, and I'm interested to see where Sony's gonna go with this. I, I hope that whenever we hit that next Sony, you know, Spider-Man movie, it's not like a super obvious, suddenly completely different kind of feel, you know, going back to, oh, now it's Sony making the movies and they're not as good at making this kind of movie than Marvel is at making this kind of movie. So it's like this sudden obvious change. I hope they can get the creative people in there to keep the creative juices flowing and moving from homecoming from far from home and just straight into whatever that third spider-man home movie is gonna be and whenever they team up or face off spider-man and venom i'm extremely excited for that as well so you know what i you know as disappointing as this is as much of a bummer as this is i still think there's things to be excited for in spider-man's future so there we go I, I hope there's still good stuff in the future, and I'm sure there will be, because I, I love Spider-Man, and I at least like every Spider-Man movie that has come out, but some more than others. Moving on to the next bit of news here, we got Telltale Games is shutting down. If you remember a while ago, last year sometime, Telltale Games shut down. And I'm just going to quote Polygon here uh, with some of their article on this. They said, Telltale Games, which shut down last year, is being revived after its assets were purchased by a company called LCG Entertainment. The new company will sell some of Telltale's back catalog and will work on new games based on a few other Telltale associated properties as well as new licenses the new telltale is headed up by jamie al Ottilie and Brian Waddle oddly said that some workers from the original Telltale Games will be offered freelance roles with full-time positions possible in the future. And then the uh, the story goes on to state that they have the rights to make more in The Wolf Among Us and their Batman series, but uh, The Walking Dead won't be coming back because those rights are now owned by Skybound who finished the final season uh, after, after you know, the, the real Telltale canned it after season two and closed down and all that jazz. Also, the, the canceled Stranger Things game that was coming from them is no longer happening because those rights already reverted back to Netflix. Now, uh, what does this mean for, like, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy or Game of Thrones or uh, Tales from the Borderlands? I don't know. I don't know what that means for the future of any of those. Possibly that those are just not there since they weren't even mentioned really uh, as far as the, the things that they still own. They have said that they're going to go and try to maybe reacquire some of the properties. So maybe that's like a, a Borderlands or Guardians of the Galaxy or something here. Uh, all in all, interesting. Uh, I'm not as excited as you might think I would be. I mean, okay... I guess Telltale Games failed for a reason, and the reason, looking into things a little bit, it seems like the reason is they overextended themselves, you know, they got acquired a bunch of properties, they were working on so many different things that they couldn't do it all, and eventually they just kind of imploded because of that, and, and the company that owned them just shut them down. 
and now they're reopening and immediately they're saying, hey, we're going to work on games that we already own with those licenses. We're going to seek out some of those old licenses and we're going to look for new licenses. And it's like, okay, okay, okay. You know, probably all good things, I guess. But slow down. Let's take these one at a time. Let's do what the original Telltale games didn't do and slow down a little bit. You know, let's get, let's finally get The Wolf Among Us Season 2 out. I so want that. That Honestly, other than The Walking Dead, that was the only other game series that I was really like, yes. Um, I t- played some of the Tales from the Borderlands, and it was cool too. But man, the first Wolf Among Us game was fantastic, and they never, never did a Season 2 of that. They have now the rights to it, so I really hope they go ahead and do a Season 2 of that. Uh, you know, the, they don't have The Walking Dead, but that's fine. The final season's already complete. I'm actually playing through those Walking Dead games now, and I, I'm really, really enjoying them. I guess my only worry is that they they might fall into the same trappings as the, the last one with just trying to overextend themselves, do too many things, too many series all at once for a, you know, somewhat smaller studio like this studio is. And so, you know, again, I, I hope that... I hope they just focus on, you know, one thing at a time or two things at a time. They focus on whatever they can handle at a time and not try to overextend themselves, not try to do a lot of, you know, crunch to get things done and just to really, you know, get things going, get things out the door. Uh, you know, maybe maybe re- get a tighter release schedule for some things, you know, maybe make more of the episodes done before you start releasing them. That way they can have a smaller release schedule than sometimes like the months in between episodes that there was. You know, maybe you can fix some things like that. Maybe th- some of those kind of things will make the uh, th- this more feasible and more profitable than, it, uh, you know, apparently wasn't before. Another thing that has me uh, slightly hesitant is the the line that the the workers from some of the original workers from the original Telltale were offered uh, freelance roles with free with full time positions possible in the future. There is like so apparently there's there's nobody in here that makes it Telltale Games. There's no people in here that makes it Telltale Games. It's just the IP. It's just the company name that they now own. And presumably they're going to be working on the same types of games. Uh, okay, you know what? They're, they're, they need to fill in. They want to fill back in this niche that hasn't really been filled in since uh, Telltale Games died which great. I mean, I like this niche, you know, very story-based, episodic, kind of point-and-click adventure kind of games. Uh, and I I really like them. I, they're they're fun. They're, you can tell great stories that way. But I don't know. I guess the 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 mention of the the original crew at best being like freelancers, maybe they'll get hired in the future is like, "Eh, that that's kind of crappy." And then you got some guys that that head up the studios that mostly have made mobile games in the the past, which, I mean, you know, I don't got anything wrong with mobile games. There's some great mobile games, but, you know, I don't know specifically what they worked on, but, you know, most mobile games aren't known for having stories or good stories or anything like that. And so, you know, putting them in the position of a a very story-based studio makes me question it a little bit, you know, but I guess... I'll wait and see, you know, if they if they say, hey, 
we're, we're putting out the wolf among us now. Like, up next here is the wolf among us. Let's do this. I'll be like, okay, I'm on board. I, I really want the wolf among us. I'll watch some gameplay. If it looks like you know, what the Wolf Among Us Season 2 should be, then I'm on board, you know, and so I, I really hope it's good, I, I don't know, I don't know, I, I wonder if they are gonna use any of the, uh, stuff that Telltale had planned for these games, like, presumably there was some scripts or something written for the Wolf Among Us Season 2, and, and you know, some of these other games, presumably there was some of that stuff already there, so, are those gonna be continued, or... Or are they going to just scrap those and redo it? I don't know. I guess I just have questions about what in the world is going on here. But I'm also I'm also kind of excited. I'm also kind of happy that this is happening. Uh, you know, I, I guess I just wish there was some more of the original people involved in this. Maybe they don't want to get burned twice. You know, I could understand that as well. Uh, but... I got somewhat mixed feelings on this, but I'm also kind of hopeful. You know, the optimist in me is going, hey, cool, you know, let, let's get some of those good games again. And, um, and you know what, that'll kind of get me more into Telltale games again, I think, a little bit. I've never played the Guardians of the Galaxy series. That's one I've been curious about. So if they put out more of that, you know, I'd be... I'd check that out. I, I'm curious about the Guardians of the Galaxy series. I just never got around to playing it. And also, I thought I should probably mention uh, this reopening, because technically, Telltale Games is the thing that kind of, shutting down, that's the thing that started this whole uh, news segment, Double Helix news segment, that I do on the show here. I wanted to talk about this shutting down, but it did. It wasn't enough content to really deserve to be its own episode, I didn't think. And so I'm like, alright, let's do the Double Helix news, you know, and... And, and I think it's fun, and I think it's cool, and so now that's what I'm doing, and now I'm here giving you some Double Helix news. Though this episode's actually turning out to be uh, pretty long, surprisingly long, actually. I didn't mention this at the top of the show, but Tomb Raider is getting a sequel. We're getting Tomb Raider 2, the uh, the movie is getting a sequel, that is. That was based on the, the reboot Tomb Raider game, and now we're getting Tomb Raider 2. Uh, it's directed by Ben Wheatley, who did uh, Free Fire, and it's going to come out in March of 2021. And you know what? I'm I'm happy. I, I'm excited that this is getting a sequel. I thought the original Tomb Raider movie was fun. I really enjoyed it. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't the... It wasn't as good as it could have been. I, I see more potential there than ultimately what I got with that movie. But also, I had a lot of fun with that movie. So, if we can move forward here and step up the game a little bit, get it a little bit better, then I'm excited for that. Now, I, I, I mean... Uh, maybe this is a bad thing to say. I think we're a bit of a step back as far as directors go. I mean, the the last movie was directed by uh, Ruar Utog, uh, who did The Wave, which The Wave is absolutely fantastic. Way better than the first Tomb Raider movie there. Uh, the Wave is a great, great disaster movie. If you've never seen it, check it out. It's really good. Um... Now we're moving on to Ben Wheatley, whom, uh, I guess, again, I've only seen one movie here, so, you know, I guess take this with a grain of salt. Free Fire, which is fun, but I thought it was more fun in concept than it was in execution, unfortunately. Uh, so, you know, him directing Tomb Raider 2 doesn't make me go, oh no, it's just kind of like, okay, okay, uh, that's, that's fine. 
Um, you know, in March 2021, that means it's not going to be on my most anticipated list for next year, but it probably will be for the year after that. So Tomb Raider 2, it's getting a sequel, and I'm happy. I'm glad that this is going to happen, and I hope they kind of, again, I hope they kind of step up their game, improve upon some of the, the weaknesses of that first movie, and go, I hope they go their own way with this story. Uh, because the first one very much followed that first game, which was cool. It was cool to see uh, how this movie, this game adapted into the movie. Uh, but I hope they don't make, you know, Shadow of the Tomb Raider next. Or I think it was Rise of the Tomb Raider next. I hope they don't make the next game based on Rise of the Tomb Raider. Go your own direction with this. You don't need to strictly follow the storyline of the games. Tell a sequel to the story that you set up and, and made in that first movie, but don't make it the same as the second game, because it really doesn't need to be. You can take maybe some elements from it, but don't... J just go your own path. Make a Tomb Raider story. Make a Lara Croft story that doesn't have to be connected to that second game. That's what I want to see out of this second one, you know? We can still get some of those awesome Tomb Raider moments and get this gun, good fun energy to the movie that I, I thought the movie did have. Um, but, you know, just improve upon some of this stuff and then uh, go your own way with it. That's what I want to see in a Tomb Raider sequel. And it looks like we very well may be getting that. So PlayStation All-Stars, Battle Royale, that was basically a Super Smash Bros. ripoff for the PlayStation, and I really enjoyed it. It's uh, so this is all rumor, by the way. Uh, this isn't uh, completely confirmed. This is like a, a leak. So uh, you know, take this all with a grain of salt as to whether this is actually happening or not. But the leak says that it would be a PlayStation 5 launch title called PlayStation All Stars Arena. And the gameplay would be significantly different from the original. The, in, the, in the article it said it would play like a mixture of Decida mixed with Power Stone. Which is like, okay. I mean, I don't, I've never played either of those games. So honestly, I just don't even know what that means. So, okay. But it's going to play significantly different from the first game. Which honestly I think is kind of a bummer. I mean, the first game isn't perfect. But as just a Super Smash Bros. ripoff... I think it was really fun. I really enjoyed it, and I, I always wanted a sequel to this game, and I just thought, oh, we're just never going to get it. They they kind of flubbed it on their first try here, so we're never going to get that sequel that I think could be awesome, you know, that really could step up the game and be awesome. It was just too much of a Super Smash Bros. clone, uh, which I was honestly kind of happy with and fine with because I don't have any Nintendo consoles and Super Smash Bros. is one of the main games on the Super Smash, on the, on the Nintendo consoles that I would want to play. Like that's the one main one I would be excited for if I had like a Nintendo Switch or something. So I want a version of that franchise on the PlayStation systems. And if they can get that going, like if they could actually make it work here with whatever this arena one is going to be, then I would be extremely excited for it. And honestly, I think now is probably the time to do it because now we're living in the age of the, 
you know, ever-continuing video game where you buy the one video game and you can play it for years because they keep releasing new bits of content, new characters in this case, new arenas and stuff like that that they could be releasing and adding to the game. You could, you know, buy it for a couple bucks and add it to your game and play with these new characters or play with this new arena or something like that. This seems like the kind of game that would work really well now, you know? So, yeah, anyway, they they released a list of the characters that would be in it, you know, again, this with this leak. So, I'll just quickly go through here. Uh, Nathan Drake, Kratos, Sackboy, Ratchet & Clank. Uh, I think all those were in the original game, too. Uh, Jack & Daxter, Spider-Man. That's pretty cool. Uh, Aloy, okay, from uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Very cool, very fun. Uh, High Lost Soldier. I don't know who that is or what that is. Crash Bandicoot, uh, Spyro the Dragon, Tomb Raider, cool. Uh, Jill Valentine from the Resident Evil games, okay, okay, okay. What about what about Leon Kennedy? I mean, of the Resident Evil games, he's the the one that I'd be like, hey, Leon Kennedy's the one I want to play as. But hey, Jill Valentine, cool. Uh, Sir Daniel Fortequi. I don't know. I think this is the Knight Skeleton guy. I think he was in the first one, too. Uh, I don't really know anything about that character or that, those games. Cat uh, and Dante from the Devil May Cry games. Cool. Uh, we got Dante was in the other one, but Cat uh, now, too. Interesting. Uh, Parappa the Rapper. Uh, Ellie, presumably from The Last of Us. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Again, I, I would have thought of Joel, but if we're going to do the, the adult version of Ellie that's in The Last of Us 2, awesome. Uh, Delson Rowe, okay, very cool. Now we no longer have uh, Cole McGrath from the first two Infamous games. We have Delson Rowe from Infamous Second Son. Cool, I'm, I'm cool with that. Uh, Cloud from presumably, he is from Final Fantasy, right? Never played him. Solid Snake uh, and Ryu and Chun-Li, both from uh, the Street Fighter series. So just straight from one fighting game to another fighting game. So, okay, you know what? That, that sounds like a pretty cool list to me, honestly. that Those are sound like some good guys. Uh, they... They don't have uh, the Big Daddy who was in the original. That was pretty cool. Uh, I would want, uh, like, the Hunter from Bloodborne. That would be cool. Uh, 2B from Nier Automata. She would be cool in there, too. Uh, BJ Blazkowicz from the, the Wolfenstein games. And uh, maybe uh, Corvo Atano from the Dishonored games. Those would be some other cool characters. I mean, some of those, you know, crossover between the Xbox and the PlayStation and stuff, uh, and, and other consoles. But so do some of these other ones. I mean, you know, the Street Fighter games aren't exclusive to PlayStation, I don't think, right? Uh, Tomb Raider definitely isn't exclusive to PlayStation. So I think having a character like uh, BJ Blazkowicz or 2B in here would be just fine. That would make sense, you know, as far as how these uh, characters have been picked out. I really hope this happens. If the, I, I like a good fighting game, and if we can get a fighting game with a bunch of cool different characters that can be on the PlayStation, doesn't have to just be Nintendo consoles, I'm really excited for that, and I hope it happens. Again, they say it's a PlayStation 5 exclusive, like, uh, launch title, right? So, I probably won't end up playing it for a few years until I eventually get the PlayStation 5, but, you know what, that's, that's awesome. That, that is definitely one I would want to check out, and again, I, I kind of think it's time. It's time for that kind of game to try again, and... 
and now's the time just the environment for that kind of game seems, you know, ripe, you know, especially with things like Mortal Kombat 11 coming out and uh, wasn't there a new, was there a new Street Fighter or was it Tekken? I don't know. I, I don't, those two, I can get mixed up a little bit, but there was a new one of those that seems like they came out that uh, also did really well. And so it's like, you know, it's, it's the time to maybe start a new fighting game franchise. Uh, and I'm curious to see what they're going to do. If they're going to try to separate themselves, make themselves even more different from Super Smash Bros., uh, that's fine. But how different are they going to go? What are they going to be? I mean, I'm, I assume it's not going to just be like the one-on-one -on -one fighting like a, a, a Street Fighter or something, right? Or I guess Street Fighter, you can switch in and out. But like a Mortal Kombat or something where it's just one-on-one -on -one fighting. Maybe it's more like Street Fighter where you can switch people out. Can you still have four people fighting at once? That was something I thought was fun. That way I can get, you know, multiple of my brothers together at some times and, and we can all play like that. That's always fun. So, you know, I don't know. I guess... This could possibly never even happen, and if it doesn't, I mean, bummer, but, you know, it's it's a rumor. This is what you get for talking about things that are, are technically kind of theoretical at this point, uh, but I really hope it happens. I would love to see that in the future. Well... This is definitely by far the uh, the longest episode of the Double Helix news reports that I've done. So much so that, hey, what do you know? This is an episode of the show as well. There you go, guys, because it's going to take a lot more work to get this one all uh, worked out and together here for you guys than it normally does with these things. But you're welcome. <laughs> So that is all for the Double Helix News Report episode here, bringing you all the news without hitting the snooze button on us while we're playing, because you gotta listen to the news, right? Come on, guys, you gotta listen to the news. This is David Befarrington from Double Helix News. I'll see you next time.